I know a Catholic woman who is so consumed by being politically correct and trying to say that which she thinks is right in the sight of other humans, that she renders herself totally void of godliness. If we are of God, we uphold the word of God, and we will offend people when we uphold the word of God. We don't deliberately offend anyone, but we will offend them. Paul says in 2 Timothy 3, all who live a godly life in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. If you open your mouth and speak as the Holy Spirit directs you, you are going to have trouble on this earth. Jesus said, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me, follow the word. Jesus followed God even to death on a cross, which was the worst kind of death you could suffer. It was also considered a curse to die on a cross. He is the pattern to make yourself of no reputation. You might lose your job if you do that, but you must not deny the Holy Spirit. If you are at work and the Holy Spirit gives you a word that is the word of God, you must speak it. At one point in my life, I lived in Dallas. I had an apartment in the section of Dallas, which is Highland Park University Park at the campus of SMU. It's an extremely wealthy, prestigious area, though I lived in a very modest apartment. I offended a man because I told him if he remarried, it would be adultery. I offended him. One day, the doorbell rang at my apartment. It was a police officer from the Highland Park Police Department. I was shocked. He really was harsh with me, and he told me this man had come to file a complaint against me that he said I was persecuting him through Bible. And he said, if you don't stop that, we'll put you in jail or something like that. In a setting like that, it's frequently run by prestige. Out of my mouth came these words, whether they were of God or not, I don't know. But I told the policeman, I said, now listen, I was a professor at SMU. I have an earned doctorate. And the policeman looked shocked when I said that. I think he thought I was some brainless person that was um, low-level persecuting one of their citizens in Highland Park. I told him, I said, I am a minister right now. But I was not persecuting this man. He was following me from church to church, really, and taking me to church services. 
and coming to my meetings and coming to my hotel room and visiting with me after the meetings. He was courting me. But I found out about his divorce, and I told him if he remarried, it would be adultery. And for that reason, he has come to you. Well, the police officer backed down totally. At that point, he he was really sorry, and you could tell he just withered away. Although he did threaten me at the end, he said, well, don't give him any more messages. And I said, well, I will hope not to, but if God gives me a message, I will have to give it to him. He said, well, you better hope God doesn't give you a message. Well, God didn't give me another message for this man. But at the end of the time that I spent in Dallas, I lived in Highland Park. This man lived in Highland Park. So it wasn't unforeseeable that we would at some time run into each other somewhere. It so happened at a Walgreens drugstore. I was getting out of my car, and this man was standing there on the sidewalk, and he walked toward me in this silly grin on his face as if he were going to greet me with just this love and wonderful stuff. I said, curse you, and I said his first and last name. I know that doesn't sound like God, but in this case, I believe it was. For he is coming at me with such love and phoniness. I believe it was God. Consumed by saying that which is right in the sight of other humans. Are you? I was once registered with Michael Ellison Advertising Agency who represented Kenneth Copeland, Marilyn Hickey, Robert Tilton, Jimmy Swaggart, big name ministers. They said, the one thing you have to do is this. Don't offend anyone with your messages. I speak messages of God, and I'm always offending people when they're doing wrong. And I'm sent to the church where they're doing wrong. It was impossible not to offend them if you speak the truth. One time I went to a dinner at Texas Tech University Museum Group. They seated us by place cards, and I was seated next to a man who was wearing the largest wooden cross that I have ever seen around his neck. It must have been nine inches long. I knew I was in trouble. For anyone to be wearing that, how I was really in trouble. I sat down beside him. He immediately identified himself to the people, all the people at the table. It was a round table. All the people at the table. He identified himself as the former pastor at Indiana Street Baptist Church. He said, oh, we have such a problem at the church. We have built onto it three times, and we still can't seat all the people who come to church. I said to him, well, if you would teach what Jesus teaches, in Matthew 
chapter 5, verse 32. The man who marries a divorced woman commits adultery. About half of your people would get up and leave, and you'd have no trouble seating the congregation that was left. This man's mouth fell open. I fled, not staying for the dinner. There's no way I was going to sit next to this man and have a dinner. Even though I'd paid for the dinner, I just left. My soul is important to me. I don't put myself in situations where the truth is forbidden. I offend many people with Bible. I'm not looking to offend them. But when the Holy Spirit calls something to my attention, then I speak that even when I don't want to speak it. One time I was with my favorite aunt. She was a Church of Christ member all her life. If you know anything about the Church of Christ, you know that you don't want to talk to them about supernatural experiences with God. But I was sitting there with my aunt, and I very clearly heard from the Holy Spirit these words. Tell her about being taken into heaven. Shortly after I was born again, I was taken into heaven. I was with God, with Christ, with the Holy Spirit. There were no images. It was strictly in the Spirit. At that point in time, I was merged into the body of Jesus, made one with the Word of God. God and the Holy Spirit witnessing. A few nights later, the exact same thing happened to me a second time. I didn't want to tell this to my aunt, but I knew the Holy Spirit said to do that. So I did. As I began telling her this, I noticed she had kind of a dreamy look on her face. When I finished talking, she said to me, Something happened to me like that once, and it was all golden. I had always been very close to this aunt, even before I was born again. Then I knew why. This aunt had Jesus revealed to her by God. She was born again. When I lived in Lubbock, Texas, the man who lived just behind me, he and his wife, he was Jewish. I was friendly with him. He came over one day and said, Would you like to rent a room for the weekend at your house? And I, I said, What? And he said, Well, we're having an anniversary party and we have so many guests from out of town coming to the party and I just don't have room to house all of them and I thought maybe you would rent me one of your rooms. I said, well, I won't rent the room but you can use the room. And he said, well, my wife's daughter, uh, this was a second wife, I think, my wife's daughter is coming and she does not have a place to stay, and I need a room for her and her friend. Well, it was like a lightning bolt hit me. I, 
I thought, friend? Who's this friend? So I said to him, who is this friend? He said, oh, my wife's daughter is is a lesbian and her lover is coming with her. I said to him, oh, I cannot have that in my house. I just can't do it. If you have a married couple who want to use the room, I will allow that. And he said, oh, I understand. I don't like this lesbian thing either. But of course, I was doing it because of Bible. Because in the Bible, in Romans chapter 1, verse 26, God calls it vile affections. And he names both lesbian and homosexual men and women as vile affections. I'm not going to go against the Bible. I hope. I try not to. Anyway, this was not something I was going to sanction by having them in my house. Well, the man said he didn't approve of it either. I didn't think any more about it. About a couple of years passed, and I didn't see either him or his wife, although their house, the back of their house, was exactly behind the back of my house. So my garage door opened up, and there was a paved alley there, and we would back our cars out, but I never saw them again for two years. One day I was going to the garbage at sundown, and I saw their garage door open, and she was backing out. So I stopped to visit with her. She at first didn't roll her window down, and then she did. I said, how is Bernard? And she said, he died. And I said, oh, I am so sorry to hear that. I did not know. Then she got very, ah, shall I say, silent. And she looked at me and said, I want to talk to you. I said, okay, when? She said, I'll come over tonight. I said, okay. Well, uh, I would turn my back porch light on and open the gate there at the back, and I prepared wine and cheese in case she wanted it. I don't drink, but I prepared it for her. The Bible does not forbid drinking. It forbids drunkenness. Anyway, I prepared wine and cheese for her, and she didn't show up. Eight o'clock came. She wasn't there. Nine o'clock came. There was no phone call from her, nothing. A few days later, I realized this woman wasn't coming for a friendly visit. She was coming to battle me over the subject of lesbian. And God must have intervened and stopped her. I believe that's what happened. I never saw her again. A few years after that, I sold that house and moved to Colorado Springs. You're going to suffer persecution if you are a godly person. If you keep your mouth shut, you're going to deny Christ. If you open your mouth, you're going to offend people who are sinners. Either way, you're in trouble. If the Holy Spirit calls to your attention 
a word or an example, you have to give it. And you will offend other people. And if you choose to live politically correct or you choose to say only that which is approved by other humans, I have no doubt but what you damn yourself by denial. Silence can be a denial against the things of God. When the Holy Spirit calls it to your mind, you don't have to go around trying to speak things of God. You speak things of God when the Holy Spirit calls it to your mind. Matthew 16, start at verse 24. Jesus said, If any man will come after me, after the word, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me, follow the word. Deny yourself. Make yourself of no reputation. God is everything. The word of God is everything to that real Christian. If any man will come after me, the word of God, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. And whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. For the sake of the word, when it is called to our mind, when we're standing there with another person, that's when we speak, for that's the Holy Spirit bringing the word forth. Verse 26, For what is a man profited? If he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul, or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Now, you may be in a once saved, always saved type of doctrine. That type of doctrine is deadly. Because in Revelation chapter 3, Jesus said, He that overcometh, the same shall be clothed in white raiment, and I will not blot out his name out of the book of life. But I will confess his name before my father and before his angels. So you think your name can't be blotted out of the book of life? Well, Jesus says right here that it can be. Revelation 3, 5. We have to overcome continually. We overcome every time we follow the Spirit of God. Every time we speak the truth of God as is called to our attention at that moment by the Holy Spirit. I didn't want to share with my aunt, but because the Holy Spirit said, share this thing with your aunt, I shared it with my aunt. You have to do that. If you belong to God, you can't hold it back. You are going to suffer persecution on this earth if you follow the Spirit of God. So you can think about these things, but these things are truth from the Holy Spirit of God and warn us 
in the ways that we are to live on this present earth. And if you drive away your neighbor because you speak the truth, good. Because who wants to be around a neighbor that will not tolerate truth from God? This is Joan Boney speaking. Thank you for allowing me to speak with you.